This sermon is about two words. Yeah, just two simple words. Two words that we frequently use. Both small and just one syllable. Now, the angel gives us these gospel words in Luke chapter 2. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. <laughs> Did you get it? Our two words. They are joy and all. Now, joy and all come in the context of what? Fear. The shepherds to whom the angel appeared were terrified. And why is that? Well, just imagine doing your job one evening and then suddenly, from out of nowhere, an angel of the Lord appears. And then the glory of the Lord shines bright all around you. Little wonder that the angel said to these startled shepherds, do not be afraid. I think we can relate with the shepherds, can't we? Keeping watch over their flocks at night. Often, though, it's not an abrupt angel that shakes us up. It's the future. I mean, what will the new year be like? Will my children be safe? Will I have enough money? Will I stay healthy? And what about my job and my investments? And then, well, there's North Korea and Iran, and let's not forget about China and Russia. And who knows what variant the coronavirus will take next year? Omega? And what havoc will that reap? Now, the technical name for this is chronophobia, fear of the future. Chronophobia causes us to make bad decisions, form bad habits, and get into bad relationships. So what are our options? Well, we can refuse to get up in the morning. We can just pull the covers over our head and stay in our own little bunker and refuse to engage the world. But that would not be a good use of the gift of the day that God has in store for us. We can cover our windows and not go outside, but that would just intensify our fear of anything the outside might hold. Experts tell us that fear of the future leads to risk lock. <laughs> risk lock? Well, risk lock is a condition like gridlock that leaves us unable to do anything or go anywhere. But our Lord has a better option for us. Joy. Fear is overcome by joy. So that's our first word, joy. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. Now notice the angel doesn't just announce joy. He announces great joy. Why? Well, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He's the Messiah, the Lord. The infant child is the savior of sinners. He's the long-awaited Christ, the anointed one, from the house and line of the legendary King David. But then the angel adds a third title to Jesus. Jesus is Lord. Lord. Just let that sink in. Jesus, the long-awaited Savior and Messiah, is one with the eternal God. Jesus is Quote, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, 
being of one substance with the Father. Jesus is Lord. Of course, when he first arrived, Jesus, well, he didn't look anything like the Lord. I mean, there, were, there was a manger and some straw, a few sheep, some shepherds, Mary and Joseph. No throne, no fanfare, no adoring crowds. And as a baby, Jesus cries, he naps, he sleeps, he burps. <laughs> he needs his mother just like every other baby. You see, God humbled himself and came down from the throne of heaven to a manger, a cattle feeding trough. Now that's all true, but it was so he could also go further down yet to a cross. And there on a God-forsaken cross, the Lord was abandoned by his countrymen. He was abandoned by his followers. Jesus was abandoned finally, even by his Father, the Savior, Christ the Lord. He did it all to conquer death and replace our fear with joy, great joy. Now, please hear what I'm about to say. It's, it's really very important. There is a huge difference between happiness and joy. They're not synonymous terms. Health and, and wealth and family and friends, they're all blessings from God and they, they make us happy. But, and this is a big but, they're not essential for joy. Why is that? Well, happiness is determined by what's going on around me. And I can't control that. I mean, I may, I may never smoke and I could still get cancer. I may work hard my entire life and still never be wealthy. I can treat my family and friends with kindness and respect, and some of them may still hurt me. My happiness is fickle because it depends on others and other things. And so I may be happy today and unhappy tomorrow. Joy, however, is determined by what's going on inside of me. And thank God, he has taken control of that. He sent Jesus, the Lord. You know, Jesus didn't have a lot of reasons for earthly happiness. He didn't arrive as an emperor or a statesman or a general or an investment banker. Now, Jesus was born in an animal feeding trough to a blue-collar father and a teenage mother. As an adult, Jesus had no home to call his own, and he served as an itinerant preacher who washed feet. And he had a lot of people who wanted to kill him. <laughs> That's never been the key to making it big. And then this. Philippians 2 says, Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Death on a cross was reserved for slaves and thieves and thugs and murderers, the lowest of the low. Roman soldiers ripped his skin, burst his arteries, and severed his nerves. The pain was unimaginable. And yet, in spite of all that, Jesus had joy, incredible joy. Poverty couldn't take his joy away. Disappointment and rejection couldn't take it away. Even death on a cross 
could not take away Christ's joy. As Hebrew 12, 2 says, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. And Jesus once said to you, no one will take your joy from you. Why is that? Well, remember, happiness is determined by what's going on around me, and I can't control that. But joy is determined by what's going on inside of me, and God has taken control of that by sending Jesus the Savior, Messiah, and Lord. Jesus, the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father and Prince of Peace, Jesus, the Word made flesh, and Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, the root and offspring of David, the bright morning star, the Alpha and the Omega, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords. The joy of Jesus stems the tide of our fear and foreboding. The joy of Jesus brings confidence in the midst of confusion, hope in the midst of uncertainty. The joy of Jesus brings calm in the midst of life's chaotic storms. You will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. Isn't it interesting how Luke frames his gospel by referring to Christ's clothes, beginning with the strips of cloth at his birth and concluding with his dead body wrapped in a shroud at his burial, which are then discovered by Peter as a sign of the Messiah's resurrection. Luke connects the birth of our Lord with the Savior's death and resurrection. What great joy. So joy, that's our first word. And the second one, our second gospel word for today, is all. All. Yes, great joy is not just for the good people. It isn't just for the religious people. It, it isn't just for the nice people. No, this good news of great joy is for all the people. So there's our second wonderful word, all. <laughs> now to accent this promise, Luke includes a range of stories that occur nowhere else in the other gospels. So Luke's stories announce that Jesus gives great joy to all the people. For example, the child Jesus is revered by two street people at the temple in Jerusalem named Simeon and Anna. And only in Luke does Jesus interrupt a funeral procession because joy is also for the widow of Nain. Only in Luke does Jesus commend a good Samaritan and a Samaritan leper who returns to give thanks for healing. So joy is for Samaritans who were despised by the religious folk. And then there's a, a sinful woman, a repentant tax collector, another woman who lost a coin, and, and two unknown disciples on the road to Emmaus. And they all experience God's joy. It's only in Luke that we hear about a father killing the fatted calf for the prodigal son, because joy is even for this son who was lost, but now is found. And in this gospel alone, Jesus says to a criminal being crucified with him, today you will be with me in paradise. You see, joy is even for a hopeless criminal on a cross. 
great joy is the gift that Christ gives to all. And he gives it even and especially to you. My friends, Christmas is so much more than a fantasy or a fairy tale. Christmas is so much more than sugar plum fairies, old Saint Nick and Jack Frost knocking at your door. Luke captures the Christmas gospel in two words. Two words that take away all fear. These are two words that have been worth a long wait, don't you think? <laughs> These two words are the fulfillment of the promise made generations before, which is sealed in a covenant, in a promise that remains ours today. And here they are once more, our two words for today. One more time. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Merry Christmas. <laughs>